station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show. And throughout the show today, we're going to have two exciting guests. But we're going to begin with the founder and chief executive of STARS UK. And we are so excited to have her with us. Trudy Loban, welcome to the show. Thank you. Trudy, I wonder if you could begin by telling our listeners uh, what STARS stands for and how you became involved. Certainly. STARS is a non-profit organization. It stands for Syncope Trust and Reflex Anoxic Seizures. Um, Many, many people experience syncope. It's more commonly known as fainting, except syncope is far more dramatic than fainting. And I originally founded STARS in the UK, um, but within a very short time received inquiries from all over the world. Um, Started in 1993, and uh, now... In October 07, I launched STARS US, hence why we're talking today, as we want to share this exciting news with you. Yeah, it's exciting to have you on. I always say a mother of a child with a disability is always so passionate about what they do. Absolutely. Trudy, um, when you first decided to get involved and found STARS, what made you do that? I ask you this because... There are many people in the world that have things happen to them. I'm a woman with epilepsy, as you know, mm-hmm. um, and I have a company, Bender Consulting Services, where we employ people with disabilities. All started as a result of a seizure in my life. Um, but there are people that have disabilities or have a child with a disability, but it doesn't make them go out and be an advocate. What made you do this? Um, it was because my daughter was passing out up to eight times a day and no one could tell me what was wrong with her. And in the UK, we were referred from one doctor to another, a pediatrician onto another pediatrician to a pediatric neurologist, but no one could say what was wrong with her. And I just needed some answers. So eventually, after writing to doctors up and down the country and here in the US, Eventually, uh, a doctor in Scotland asked me to go and visit him with my daughter. And so we traveled to Scotland, and he performed a test that demonstrated her heart was stopping for up to a minute at a time. And he named it reflex anoxic seizures. Any unexpected bump, fright, shock triggered her heart to stop, and she would fall unconscious to the floor. It looked very much like an epileptic seizure with all the jerking and she would lose um, uh, control of her bladder, etc. But it was nothing to do with epilepsy. There wasn't any treatment either. Um, He couldn't offer me any treatment. So I needed to know more. I needed to understand. And he asked whether I would start a patient support group and speak to a few other patients, maybe 10 per year. Last year we had over 4 million hits to the website. So um, that 10 per year went a long, long time ago. So that, that's why I started it. It was in a, a quest to find answers for what was happening to my daughter. 
Now, let me ask you this. What made you think it was not epilepsy? Because epilepsy is defined. You know, I'm next year I'll be the chairman of the board of the National Epilepsy Foundation, and we define epilepsy as more than one seizure. You have epilepsy. Mm-hmm. What makes this different from epilepsy? I originally thought, I mean, I'm not a doctor or a nurse, so when my daughter was collapsing on the floor, I immediately thought epilepsy. But all tests came back as clear. None of them uh, showed, you know, when you have um, your EEGs, none of them showed any marks, any um, electrical outbursts showing epilepsy. And the doctors just didn't know what it was. Um, it would have been... It would have been more straightforward if they'd said it was epilepsy because everybody's heard of epilepsy and there are different treatment options. But all I knew was they were telling me that it wasn't epilepsy but that Francesca was still passing out. So then I thought, is it a brain tumor? We went through all sorts and it was the not knowing. Wow. That's amazing. <clears throat> because I, I can also tell you, epilepsy is frequently misdiagnosed also in the United States. Uh, which is unbelievable. What happened to me is I had the, I didn't know they were seizures, but I had these, uh, what you refer to as fainting spells. Uh, and I went to a doctor and he told me I was fine, but I wasn't fine. And one evening I had a seizure at a movie theater and hit the floor so hard I fractured my skull mm-hmm. and ended up having brain surgery. Mm-hmm. And... <clears throat> You know, this is when I found out I had epilepsy and started taking Dilantin, and that's what stopped me from having those. You know, I've only had three seizures now in the past 20 years. But it is amazing how hard it is when it's a neurological disability to get a diagnosis. You were very fortunate to meet that doctor. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It is so frightening. Now, clinical studies have shown that in the U.K., and it's similar here in the U.S., 30% of adults and 39% of children diagnosed with epilepsy actually don't have epilepsy. They're misdiagnosed. Many of them are actually suffering with syncope or an underlying potentially fatal heart rhythm disorder. I work closely with the epilepsy societies in the UK and we're beginning to forge relationships here in the US because it's so important person is diagnosed correctly with whatever condition they may have. Yes, the thing with me is that just as you were mentioned, I had, after all this happened and I had the EEG, of course they could tell that I had epilepsy. As you know, there's a difference uh, when you have an EEG in the waves of the brain, but you know, that that is really amazing. Well then, Trudy, I guess I'll be hearing from you because next year I am the chair of the board of the National Epilepsy Foundation. So it's good that we got to have you on here now. And we're going to talk more about this in a moment as soon as we come back from the break. If you just tuned in right now, we're talking to Trudy Loban, founder and chief executive of STARS in the United Kingdom, and we are so happy to have her as our guest today. We'll be right back. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice on voiceamerica.com, where disability matters. Don't go away. We'll be right back. 
Have you ever thought about having your own Internet talk show? Well, if you said yes, then click About Us. Then click Be a Host to get more information. Or just call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417. Say that again. 480-294-6417. VoiceAmerica.com. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice. What if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. If you just joined us, we're talking to Trudy Loban, who is the founder and chief executive of STARS in the United Kingdom, and in the United States, just in case you're listening to the show here and you're wondering, gee, how could I find someone to talk to them about this? We also have with us the National Executive Director of STARS in the United States, Rebecca McElarney-Smith. And, Rebecca, welcome to the show. And maybe you could take a minute and tell all of our listeners, how did you get involved with STARS? How did this all happen? Well, Joyce, how I actually got involved with STARS, um, it happened many years ago as my daughter Alexandra and Trudy's daughter Francesca um, became somewhat playmates in the summers and sometimes during holidays. Um, And so when we would keep Francesca for overnighters or they would come down to visit me in Greenville, South Carolina, um, Trudy would talk to me about RAS, what to expect, Um, basically what to do, and as a mother of a young child, it frightened me. You know, we would always walk around on pins and needles and hoping that Francesca would not have an episode for fear that we would not know what to do. Um, At that time, I was working in the nonprofit sector, which I have for for many years, and Trudy recently, um, in October, as a matter of fact, um, approached me about working for STARS and launching it, and of course I could not say no because I saw what she was going through with Francesca, what Francesca was experiencing in school, how children felt about it, how adults felt about it, and it was just so obvious that people needed to be educated about syncope. I had no idea what it was myself. Um, So I've taken it quite to be a passion for myself to help others. Well, that is wonderful that you would feel like that, and you you run 
stars in the United States. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am, I do. Okay, where are you located and what is your website? Our actual corporate offices are my kitchen table on Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. And our website is www.stars-us.org. And about how many people, Rebecca, contact you in the United States? Well, you know, Joyce, since our, our launch in October, which has been, you know, roughly about six months, we have had thousands of inquiries from parents, from sufferers, from actual medical professionals requesting information for their patients. Our website alone has had close to 300,000 hits since October 1st. So we're very, very pleased. It's been a successful launch. That's good. That's good. Yeah, and I mean, as I mentioned when I was talking to Trudy, um, and Trudy, maybe you can answer this question for our listeners. This... How do you pronounce it? Is it anoxia seizure? Anoxic. Okay. How, what is that versus a tonic-clonic or complex partial seizure? Okay. An epileptic seizure uh, is when there is an electrical discharge from the brain. An anoxic seizure is where the heart slows or actually stops, and therefore oxygenated blood is not traveling to the brain. So epilepsy is related to the brain, and anoxic seizures is related to the heart. Very interesting. And okay. you, were, you, were, you were mentioning, uh, for example, if someone faints because uh, some shock or they frighten them, is that what this would be then? Yes. Yes. It's an oversensitive vagus nerve. And the vagus nerve has many, many functions. It tells you to blink. It tells you to wriggle your fingers. It controls your bladder, your bowels, etc. It also controls your heart. So when the vagus nerve is overstimulated and it cuts out, the heart stops. But there is always a chemical release which will start up the heart. And slowly, gradually, you will regain, uh, regain consciousness. However, during the time that you are unconscious, you may have the jerking movements, and you may lose bladder control, just as you can do during some epileptic seizures. Hence why to physically look at it, um, if you saw someone on the floor having an epileptic attack or having uh, a syncopal attack, they can look identical. But inside, one is the heart and one is the brain. Okay, why do they have the convulsion part? That's what I would understand. When I, you know, I've seen people faint, for example... A friend of mine, if they see blood or something of this nature, mm-hmm. you know, that's it. Every time they're going to faint. She needs to contact when they, when, when, Yeah, when they faint, they sort of, I describe it as collapse, wear or swoon, you know, that mm-hmm. feeling of, you know, when, when that happens to someone. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you have a seizure from epilepsy, mm-hmm. it's definitely not like swooning and it's not like collapse. I mean, you just go. Yeah, my daughter just goes. Um some people do have the swooning, but the majority just, just go down. And um, the, the jerking movements um, are actually when the heart... It was described to me, which I, I always uh, remember, Professor Stevenson, the world expert, said it's like an old car starting on a frosty morning. It shudders back into life. So when the heart restarts, 
the body is shuddering back into life, and so you get these jerking movements, tonic-clonic movements. Hmm. Um, and never it is like a complex partial seizure nope. <clears throat> or an obstinate seizure. I mean, nope. I'm, I'm Nothing. It is not related to epilepsy at all. It is possible to have epilepsy and to have syncope, same as you can break a leg one day and you can break the other leg another day, but they're not connected. And you were talking earlier, what is, what is the treatment for this? You know, like in my case, I take Dilantin every day. Mm-hmm. Although that is an old medicine, <clears throat> you know, it works for me, and I've been taking it since 1985, so that's, you know, that's why I take it. But what did they do for your daughter? At the time, there were no treatment options, hence why I started this group. And for many people, even now, um, very, very limited treatment. For some people, a pacemaker will... Um, prevent the attack. For others, increasing their fluids and salt intake. People with syncope often have very low blood pressure. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would make sense. Okay. Well, Rebecca, um, here in the United States, do people confuse you with the Epilepsy Foundation? Oh, no, ma'am. No, there, there isn't a confusion because a lot of these people have already been misdiagnosed or they've already gone down the route of epilepsy and are being told it's not epilepsy. So majority of people are so relieved to find us. And certainly in the UK, um, STARS has links to the Epilepsy Societies from its website and the Epilepsy Society has links to our website. And hopefully, Joyce, when you're president, we can do the same here in the U.S. Um, because that really helps the patients and the carers. I see. So this would be like um, someone goes, their child is uh, falling down, you know, for whatever reason, and they think they have epilepsy, and they go to the doctor and they're tested. They say, no, it's not epilepsy. And and then at times they have no idea what it is. Is that what you're meaning? That's right. One of the, the documents that we published last year, and we also have a U.S. version, is the blackout checklist, and it is to help, because not just children that suffer with this, anyone of any age can suffer. Um, so this checklist, which again is downloadable from the website, um, or we can mail out, is to help patients, carers, and primary care physicians when seeking a diagnosis. And this will help whether you um, end up with a diagnosis of epilepsy or a diagnosis of syncope. It's to talk the patient and the primary care physician through the process of seeking a diagnosis. Okay, and Trudy, what is your website? www.stars.org.org.uk www.stars.org.uk And from the STARS US site and the STARS UK site, we have links. We also have an educational site as well for um, teachers, colleges, etc. Okay, a question I had here from one of the listeners is, do you have a national conference of some type? We have a national conference in the UK, and what we're working on here, because we've only been going six months in the, the U.S. before U.S. members have traveled to the U.K., um, but we're setting up patient syncope days at various venues, and ultimately, if we can get the funding, we would like to have a national congress. Yes, there's certainly a demand for it. 
and Trudy, I have to ask you this. You know, epilepsy, as you know, is so old, so old that it's in you know talked about in the Bible. So it's been around forever. How is it that this has not been talked about before? Syncope is a Greek word meaning to faint. So like epilepsy, it's been around for thousands of years. Unfortunately, many physicians and certainly the general public have never heard of it. And so one of the main aims of STARS is to raise awareness and education and provide information and support so that just like we've all heard of epilepsy, we've all heard of cancer, we've all heard of rheumatism, whatever, people will have heard of syncope. Most syncopal episodes (coughs) are benign and the person will recover, although it has a huge impact on their life and the subsequent injuries, just like you um, had to have um, treatment after you'd, you'd injured yourself from an epileptic attack. Many syncopal patients are exactly the same. Um, but some syncopes have a potentially underlying fatal heart rhythm disorder. We've all heard of the athletes or the apparently fit young uh, guy who just drops dead in front of us. And this is Sometimes they they have no history, and some of them have a history of fainting. And it's these sorts of people we need to target because with a diagnosis, they can go on to have treatment and reduce the number of sudden cardiac deaths that uh, occur in the U.S. and the U.K. And sudden cardiac death is the number one killer, more so than AIDS, breast cancer, and lung cancer combined in the Western world. Okay, so what would the treatment be if someone had this today? Pacemaker or an implantable cardiac um, uh, defibrillator, just like the AEDs that you see at airports. These are little miniature AEDs, if you like, that are implanted, and uh, if your heart goes into a fatal arrhythmia, it will shock you back and save your life. So, but but no no medication, right? Some people, no medication specifically for syncope. It would more blockers. be for the heart. Yeah. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, some people can take beta blockers, um, but I think there's been, you know, for some a pacemaker, and certainly for those with the potential fatal arrhythmia, such as what's known as long QT or Brugada syndrome. Um, the only symptoms you get is the fainting, um, and for those patients, it's imperative that they have an ICD implanted to save their lives. Well, that is fascinating. And as you said, it is amazing that so many people are not familiar with it, but hopefully they will be. Absolutely. Okay, well, listen, I I know that we have to go to break, and then we'll be back to talk more to Rebecca and Trudy. You are listening to Joyce Bender on voiceamerica.com, where disability matters. Don't go away. We'll be back to talk to Trudy and Rebecca Moore. We'll be right back. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, 
and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Over there, over there's the water. Whoosh, whoosh. And look at all this stuff I'm standing on. It's called sand, and it's everywhere. This woman may sound silly to you and me. It's made up of little tiny pieces of rocks. Teeny little pieces of rocks. But to her two-year-old son exploring the world around him, <laughs> she makes perfect sense. How does it feel when you touch the sand? Is it warm? Uh-huh. It's hard to hold in your hand, isn't it? Uh-huh. Learning starts long before school does, and children are naturally curious. They want to learn, so follow their lead. Take simple, everyday moments, like sorting laundry or playing on the beach, and turn them into learning moments. Is this water? No. Very good. This is sand. Oh, no, no, it's not food. It's sand. We don't eat sand. <laughs> turn everyday moments into learning moments. Find out how at bornlearning.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. We are here with Trudy Loban and with Rebecca Smith from STARS UK and STARS in the U.S. And we're very excited to have Trudy, who is the founder, with us today. But for both of you, uh, for anyone listening to the show today, one more time, what would be the best way if they want to obtain information, what's the best way to reach you? Our website, I think, would be the easiest way, and that would be www.stars, and that's S-T-A-R-S, dash, U-S, dot org. My email address is rsmith, and that's S-M-I-T-H, at stars-us.org. Okay. Uh, Trudy, did you want to add anything to that? Yep, and certainly they're welcome to email me um, or go to the stars.org.uk website uh, where all the contact details are. And uh, between Rebecca and myself, we will ensure that we reply to each and every one. All right. Well, I wanted to ask you, Trudy, because you're the founder. This is your crusade that you started and that you're so passionate about. What would you say to our listeners is what are the main things you hope to accomplish through STARS? Greater awareness and understanding. Education is the key to everything. If people are educated, they can go along to their physicians. They can, um, you know, explain what's going on and not always accept the first thing that's said to them. And to prevent people going through the journey that I had to travel, it took three and a half years before my daughter was diagnosed. Um, and it's important that others don't go through that. So I think I would suggest to anyone that knows anyone that's passed out, fainted, had an epileptic seizure, anything, anyone that's lost consciousness, they should download the checklist from our website and just run through it to make sure to rule out any underlying potentially fatal heart rhythm or arrhythmia as it's known and 
to ensure that they have a correct diagnosis. Yes, and if you're listening to the show, remember, just as when someone has what looks like a seizure when they have diabetes, um, if they have an attack, all these things are different, but the key is going to a specialist. I will say for epilepsy, my key was finding an epileptologist because once you are diagnosed, you're either going to know, yes, you have epilepsy, or no, you don't, and it is something else, which you then can go get uh, treatment for. But the worst thing you can do is to not find out because guess what? It won't go away. You know, look at me. I'm lucky I'm here today talking to you because the uh, seizure I had was so significant and the fall was so hard that, as I mentioned, I had brain surgery, I was in a coma, Mm -hmm. and I also broke all the bones in my right ear when I fell, which is why I wear hearing aid and have a 60% hearing loss. But in reality, my family had no idea what was wrong with me. I mean, you know, my husband knew something was wrong when he saw me, you know, doing this unusual quote-unquote fainting, and when I went to the doctor, he did not test me. It wasn't until after my accident that I found out what was wrong. But I will tell you that um, in my case, it would also be accompanied by nausea uh, and an aura, which I still get these auras if I'm going to have a seizure. That's a good question. I'm assuming there is no aura with what you're talking about. No, no, there isn't. And if you're listening to the show, aura is either a sound, a feeling, a sensation, something that happens to you prior to having a seizure. But guess what? It is a seizure. It is like a partial seizure. It's a form of a seizure. But once again, until you're educated, you know, you don't know what's going on. So, Rebecca, how are you going to raise funds here in the United States? Well, you know, I have been working diligently on that. We actually um, have donors that are having events throughout the United States during our STARS Awareness Week, which is um, June, what is that, the 9th through the 15th, I believe. Um, Also, we are uh, making headway with um, grants that, you know, we've applied for. We have general donations that people feel so strongly about the work we do and what we have done for them. Thankfully, um, they are kind enough and generous enough to send us donations, which, as you know, being a nonprofit, we cannot survive without. How about you, Trudy? What are you doing? Um, I'm doing presentations. I'm here in the States. I should be back again. Um, I have to go back to the UK at the weekend, and I should be back again in three weeks' time. I've been over in California. Um, also uh, helping Rebecca, applying to trusts and foundations, and trying to identify volunteers, because it's not all about money, although money is obviously very important to get the brochures and the website and everything, but it's also about people wishing to volunteer with their skills. Um, whether it's, uh, you know, donating paper, whether somebody's got a printer or whatever, um, or just literally helping us when we come to an area to host a syncope day. Um, maybe they can help with registration, et cetera, or just, you know, doing helping with mail, mail shops. So we, we want to hear from volunteers. We want donations. Uh, but most importantly, we want to hear from people who are either sufferers themselves 
think they may be a sufferer or that they know someone. All right. Well, you know what? I have a question for you. I have found that in the United States that children with disabilities of any type are frequently the target of bullying. Yes, ma'am, and that is what is going on here in this specific area. I get hundreds of calls from parents whose children suffer from syncope. They're ostracized. They're not allowed to play outside and have recess. They're not invited to birthday parties because the other parents are afraid. They have no idea what syncope is. They're not educated on syncope, and I'm very, very passionate as a mother and after seeing what Trudy and Francesca had gone through and educating our school system and the professionals within the school system, going to PTAs, getting volunteer advocates on board so that we can have the proper tools to go into, even colleges, um, into the school system and educate the teachers, the nurses, the guidance counselors, the parents, even the children on what a syncope condition is, how you can help that person, and what you can do. Well, you know, I have uncovered an incredibly terrible situation here uh, because a few weeks ago I had the author of the book Bully Side in America on my radio show. And uh, this, this book she coordinated with six other mothers Mm-hmm. all of who have children who committed suicide as a result of bullying. And actually, Trudy, a man that passed away a few years ago, who was a pioneer in this area, lived in the United Kingdom, Tim Fields, actually coined the term bully side, and he wrote the uh, book Death at Playtime. Bully side, Death at Playtime. Mm-hmm. Now, what is... Unbelievable to me is that no one seemed to realize that the over 40% of all the people bullied are children with disabilities. Mm-hmm. You know, do you see this also, Trudy, in the United Kingdom? Absolutely. Yeah. My own daughter was bullied at school and we had to remove her from school um, and she was home tutored. We paid for teachers to come in. Um, and, you know, one little girl had said to her, um, I'm going to make you die because I'm going to trip you up and your heart will stop. So it's not only oh. physical bullying, it can be verbal as well. And that's why we have an education site, education.stars.org.uk, and with funding we want to do exactly the same for Stars US so that teachers, educators, parents, pupils from kindergarten right through to college have somewhere to go. And I would urge your listeners to go to our education site. We have lesson plans. We have care plans. We have, you know, how to tell your friends about your condition. And it can be adapted for other disabilities as well. We have a moderated message board. We have a blog. Um, all these different tools are there. And in the UK, I've managed to train volunteers, and they go out to schools. And they even go to some of the epilepsy fairs and present and, uh, and educate. And this is, the, this is our main project here in, uh, in the US. And we're desperately trying to your funding so that we can produce the materials, <clears throat> a DVD that can be sent into schools because obviously we cannot, you know, we do not have enough volunteers to go to all the schools in the country. Um, but if we can send materials and a DVD, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, what better way than to raise awareness, educate. These children may know someone that pass out. 
they may one day pass out themselves because it can start at any age. And some of these children will go on to be doctors and we'll make sure that they do not dismiss future patients and they will listen to them just as you should have been listened to when you were presenting with your seizures. Well, you know, Joyce, with our education project, um, the really neat thing about it is, is that these children go to the education site and they get onto the message board and they talk to other children actually around the world that suffer from some sort of a syncope condition and they realize, my gosh, I'm not alone. I am not really, you know, a freak or just, you know, something is just majorly wrong with me and I'm just alone and I'm the only person in the whole world that <clears throat> suffers from this. And it's amazing the feedback that I get from the U.S. children that have utilized the site and have written letters to thank us for it. Well, the company that I'm releasing later this year uh, is called Paychecks Not Pity. Is a web-based training for high school students with disabilities about the world of work. But it also goes over self-esteem and different things. And this has become such a big thing to me that there will be a section on bullying, uh, a place to call in, like a suicide hotline. Uh, but it is truly something with children with disabilities go through. Before we go to break, where, what, again, where is that site you were talking about, the education site? www.education.stars.org.uk. You want to repeat that one more time. Education.stars.org.uk. If you go onto any of the websites, there's a link to the education site, but if you want to go directly to that, education.stars.org.uk. All right, and with that, we'll be right back to close the show with our two guests, Trudy Loban, founder and chief executive of STARS UK and STARS in the United States, and the executive director in the United States, Rebecca Smith. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. In the great scheme of things, a minute isn't all that much, unless you happen to have a stroke. All of a sudden, those minutes count. Minutes that could mean losing your ability to talk, move, or walk. Which is why, if you can get help in time, your stroke can be treated. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face. If you experience this, call 911 immediately. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. VoiceAmerica.com if you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. 
Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. If you just joined us, we've been talking today to Trudy Loban, founder and chief executive of Stars UK and Stars in the United States, and their new executive director, Rebecca Smith, in the United States. And, Trudy, what would you say overall is your greatest challenge with STARS? The greatest challenge um, is to get the message out, the education, the awareness, to enable others access to a speedy diagnosis and appropriate treatment. And how, how about you, Rebecca? I have to say the exact same thing. Um, I'm, it's just we have got to increase awareness here in the United States about syncope. There are so many people that go undiagnosed, that are misdiagnosed. They're miserable. They can't drive their car. They become housebound. They're afraid to go anywhere. And it's our job to get, to get the word out that we're here to help, to, to get them diagnosed, to get them back into life. Well, you know, Trudy, as someone said to me once, if you weren't doing it, who would be doing it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I have to tell all of you, while we were on break, I was telling Trudy and Rebecca, you know what, it sends me about this bullying. It just sends me how children with disabilities are bullied. So for any parents listening to the show, this is why education is so important, that you teach your children to respect people no matter who they are, no matter how they look, no matter what the color of their skin is, and no matter what their disability is. Because I assure you, that could be you or your child. And if it would be, I guarantee you, you'd be my biggest advocate. I know whenever I heard those stories, boy, did that ring a bell about not being invited to birthday parties. How many children with epilepsy have I heard stand up and tell that story that the parent called and said, we don't want um, Linda to come to our party now because she has epilepsy. I mean, do you know what that does to a child? Think about it. Think about it. Well, let me ask you two, and I'm going to ask both of you, everyone who has been on my show for the past four years, we asked these last two questions. Um, and the first one is, Trudy, I'll ask you, what would you say, you've already obviously done so many great things with your life and already been acknowledged by so many people throughout the world, but what would you say is your one accomplishment you are the proudest of? Wow, um, that's a difficult one. I would say the greatest satisfaction is when I get a call back from a parent or a patient, and they have, through receiving our literature and our checklist, at long last they have managed to get a diagnosis. Well, and we I'm sure there is no price tag you could put on that feeling. No, no. <clears throat> that is a feeling I get when I find employment for a person with a disability or help a high school student with a disability mm-hmm. realize what they're worth and that they're valuable and that they have self-esteem. I know that feeling. How about you, Rebecca? Well, as a mother, my biggest accomplishment has been raising my daughter. <laughs> but that is a great accomplishment. But my second <clears throat> most important accomplishment has been the successful launch of STARS. 
you know, just helping over thousands of people in six months, who would have known, Joyce? There are so many people that suffer, and now they know we're here. We've helped so many, and there are still so many that need us. And I think we should one more time, <clears throat> Trudy, give out the website for our listeners. Certainly. It's stars-us.org or stars.org.uk or education.stars.org.uk. And that's stars with an S on the end. S-T-A-R-S. Which stands for? Syncope, Trust, and Reflex Anoxic Seizures. And if you just joined us, as Trudy explained before, remember, <clears throat> there can be an abnormality with the heart that can then trigger off lack of oxygen and actually, sadly, lead to death, but can lead to a seizure of the type they're talking about, but definitely a fainting spell. <clears throat> and I know you've seen this. You've seen people, as I mentioned before, that when they see blood, they faint, or uh, something really scary, they faint. Um, and, you know, we've seen this a million times. It's just we probably, none of us, could sit down and say precisely what causes that to happen. Now, in the case of Trudy, her daughter, this was happening, didn't you say up to eight times a day? Yes, it was. And was there a trigger that caused this with your daughter? Any unexpected bump, fright, shock. Nothing to do with the level of pain, but the unexpectedness of it. Unbelievable. So anything unexpected would cause this. No yeah. wonder she had so many a day. Yeah. Especially as a toddler when they're learning to crawl and walk. And it could be a pleasant surprise. You know, I could be tickling her. I could be playing Bebo or whatever. Um, anything like that, or even getting into a cold swimming pool. So we always had to splash water on her gently and get used to the temperature of the water, and then she was able to jump and dive. But, um, you know, we've all jumped into a pool, and literally it takes your breath away. Well, in Francesca's case, it literally did that. Um, And so there are so many tips, so many information we can give to help people overcome this and to enable to live an active life, and it's about being positive, it's about being educated, it's about being informed, and it's about taking control of your condition. But if you don't know what that condition is, it's very, very difficult. Well, Trudy, uh, what message would you like to leave with our listeners today? I'd very much like to hear from your listeners, whether they are sufferers, caregivers, or whether they're interested in volunteering, volunteering their skills, Whatever, we would love to hear. And please go on the website, email us or phone, and we will get back to each and every one. And most importantly, if you or anyone you know has ever passed out, fainted, blacked out, seizure, whatever you want to call it, please download our checklist and just run through it and make sure you're happy with your diagnosis. And I'm going to do it one more time. What is that website, Trini? Stars-US. .org, stars.org.uk, or education.stars.org.uk. And Rebecca, how about you? What message would you like to leave with our listeners today? Exactly the same as Trudy, that if anyone knows of anyone that has blackouts, that pass out, that faint, 
or they themselves do, to please contact us. And I'm sure that they will. And again, just so you've got this straight, Trudy is the founder of STARS in the United Kingdom and the United States. Yes. And Rebecca Smith is the new executive director here in the United States. Yes. And once again, where are you located, Rebecca? In South Carolina, our corporate offices. But, you know, we obviously travel around. Okay. And um, one question we did have from a couple listeners is, do either of you speak, I know you're not having a national conference, but do you ever speak at events? Yes. Yes, I do. I travel the world. I was in Japan in March, Spain, Italy. I was in San Francisco two weeks ago. I'm in South Carolina at the moment. I've been to Canada. So literally all over the world and within the U.S. So always happy to come along and present. All right. And Trudy, how would they contact you through that website? Yes. Yes. All right. And also on your website, do you, would you let people know if you're speaking somewhere? Uh, yes, if I can. Yeah, we try to list the events. Um, it just sometimes, I mean, this morning I spoke at a local rotary. Uh, last, I say two weeks ago, I was speaking at a medical conference where there were 15,000 people. So anything from, you know, 10 people to, to, to thousands, I'm quite happy to do that because if it raises awareness, if it raises education and it reaches the people that matter, then it's important. Well, kudos to you for what you're doing because there are a lot of people that see things happening um, but, you know, they don't do anything about it. And I was just talking about that today, how, um, you know, when you see something, you don't want to, don't be a bystander. Have courage. Make a difference. Do something. You never know how many lives you will impact and, in this case, how many lives you could actually save by standing up and making a difference. I want to say, Trudy and Rebecca, it was really delightful to have you on the show today, and I really hope that you do hear from people, and I hope you do keep us posted as to where you're going to be speaking or if you're at any events. We will. Thank you so much for allowing us and enabling us to to be on your show. Well, and I'm sure I'll be hearing from you again. You will. Trudy. I have no doubt about that, and I will look forward to hearing from you again. Once again, now, if you just joined in at the end of the show, remember, in a couple weeks, this show, well, it will immediately be on archived on Voice America and then on BenderConsult.com. But in addition, within a week, it will also have the captioning for members of our deaf community. We do not ever leave out the deaf community Everyone is important to us. So if you know someone who is having any of these fainting episodes or who needs a diagnosis but they don't know what's going on, now you can send them back to listen to this radio show and then get in touch with Trudy and or Rebecca, and I know that they'll get back in touch with you. Um, So we have to end this show with a quote, as we do every show, and our quote this day is, although anonymous, one of my absolute most favorite quotes, which is, you are one and only one, but one person can make a difference. And I guess you saw that example today hearing Trudy's story. Trudy, thank you again for joining us today. 
Thank you so much. And thank you, Rebecca, for joining us. Two champions on the show today. Best of luck. Keep up the good work. And we will keep all of you apprised, all of our listeners apprised of what's going on uh, as we hear more and more from Trudy. So have a great week. See you next week. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. See you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.